Section one of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume ten. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Josh Kibbe. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume ten, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night nine hundred ninety. When it was the nine hundred and ninetieth night, she resumed, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Maruf the cobbler said to his spouse, By Allah I have no durhams to-day, but our lord will make things easy to me. She rejoined, I wot not of these words. Look thou come not to me save with the vermicelli and bees' honey, else I will make thy night black as thy fortune when as thou fellest into my hand. Quoth he, Allah is bountiful, and going out with grief scattering itself from his body, prayed the dawn prayer, and opened his shop. After which he sat till noon, but no work came to him, and his fear of his wife redoubled. Then he arose and went out perplexed as to how he should do in the manner of the vermicelli cake, seeing he had not yet even the wherewithal to buy bread. Presently he came to the shop of the kunafa seller, and stood before it, whilst his eyes brimmed with tears. The pastry cook glanced at him and said, O Master Ma'aruf, why dost thou weep? Tell me what hath befallen thee. So he acquainted him with his case, saying, My wife would have me bring her a kunafa, but I have sat in my shop till past midday, and have not gained even the price of bread. Wherefore I am in fear of her. The cook laughed, and said, No harm shall come to thee. How many pounds wilt thou have? Five pounds, answered Ma'aruf. So the man weighed him out five pounds of vermicelli cake, and said to him, I have clarified butter, but no bees' honey. Here is drip honey, however, which is better than bees' honey. And what harm will there be if it be with drip honey? Ma'aruf was ashamed to object, because the pastry-cook was to have patience with him for the price, and said, Give it me with drip-honey. So he fried a vermicelli cake for him with butter and drenched it with drip-honey, till it was fit to present to kings. Then he asked him, Dost thou want bread and cheese? And Ma'aruf answered, Yes. So he gave him four half-dirhams worth of bread, and one of cheese, and the vermicelli was ten noofs. Then he said, No, O Ma'aruf, that thou owest me fifteen noofs. So go to thy wife, and make merry, and take this noof for the hammam. And thou shalt have credit for a day, or two, or three, till Allah provide thee with thy daily bread. And straighten not thy wife, for I will have patience with thee till such time as thou shalt have Durham's despair. So Ma'aruf took the vermicelli cake, and bread and cheese, and went away, with a heart at ease, blessing the pastry-cook, and saying, Extolled be thy perfection, O my lord, how beautiful art thou! When he came home, his wife inquired of him, Hast thou brought the vermicelli cake? and replying yes he set it before her she looked at it and seeing that it was dressed with cane honey said to him did i not bid thee bring it with bees honey wilt thou contrary my wish and have it dressed with cane honey he excused himself to her saying i bought it not save on credit but said she this talk is idle i will not eat kunafa save with bees honey and she was wroth with it and threw it in his face saying begone thou pimp and bring me other than this then she dealt him a buffet on the cheek and knocked out one of his teeth the blood ran down upon his breast, and for stress of anger he smote her on the head a single blow and a slight, whereupon she clutched his beard, and fell to shouting out and saying, Help, O Muslims! So the neighbors came in and freed his beard from her grip. Then they reproved and reproached her, saying, We are all content to eat kanafa with cane honey. Why then wilt thou oppress this poor man thus? Verily, this is disgraceful in thee. And they went on to soothe her till they made peace between her and him. But when the folk were gone, she sware that she would not eat of the vermicelli, and Ma'aruf, burning with hunger, said in himself, She sweareth that she will not eat, so I will e'en eat. Then he ate, 
and when she saw him eating, she said, Inshallah, may the eating of it be poison to destroy the far one's body. Quoth he, It shall not be at thy bidding, and went on eating, laughing, and saying, Thou swearest that thou wouldst not eat of this, but Allah is bountiful, and tomorrow night, in the Lord decree, I will bring thee kunafa dressed with bees' honey, and thou shalt eat it alone. And he applied himself to appeasing her, whilst she called down curses upon him. And she ceased not to rail at him, and revile him with gross abuse till the morning, when she bared her forearm to beat him. Quoth he, Give me time, and I will bring thee other vermicelli cake. Then he went out to the mosque and prayed, after which he betook himself to his shop, and opening it, sat down. But hardly had he done this, when up came two runners from the Kazi's court, and said to him, Up with thee, speak with the Kazi, for thy wife hath complained of thee to him, and her favour is thus and thus. He recognized her by their description, and saying, May Allah Almighty torment her, walked with them till he came to the Kazi's presence, where he found Fatima standing with her arm bound up, and her face veiled besmeared with blood, and she was weeping and wiping away her tears. Quoth the Kazi, O oh, man, hast thou no fear of Allah the Most High? Why hast thou beaten this good woman, and broken her forearm, and knocked out her tooth, and entreated her thus? And quoth Ma'aruf, If I beat her, or put out her tooth, sentence me to what thou wilt. But in truth the case was thus and thus, and the neighbors made peace between me and her. And he told him the story from first to last. Now this Kazi was a benevolent man, so he brought out to him a quarter dinar, saying, O man, take this and get her kunafa with bees' honey, and do ye make peace, thou and she. Quoth Ma'aruf, Give it to her. So she took it, and the Kazi made peace between them, saying, O wife, obey thy husband, and thou, O man, deal kindly with her. Then they left the court, reconciled at the Kazi's hands, and the woman went one way, whilst her husband returned by another way to his shop and sat there, when, behold, the runners came up to him and said, Give us our fee. Quoth he, The Kazi took not of me aught. On the contrary, he gave me a quarter dinar. But quoth they, Tis no concern of ours whether the Kazi took of thee or gave to thee. And if thou give us not our fee, we will exact it in despite of thee. And they felt the dragging him about the market. So he sold his tools and gave them half a dinar, whereupon they let him go and went away, whilst he put his hand to his cheek and sat sorrowful, for that he had no tools wherewith to work. Presently up came two ill-favoured fellows, and said to him, Come, O man, and speak with the Kazi, for thy wife hath complained of thee to him. Said he, He made peace between us just now. But said they, We come from another Kazi, and thy wife hath complained of thee to our Kazi. So he arose and went with them to their Kazi, calling on Allah for aid against her. And when he saw her, he said to her, Did we not make peace, good woman? Whereupon she cried, There abideth no peace between me and thee. Accordingly he came forward and told the Kazi his story, adding, And indeed the Kazi such as one made peace between us this very hour. Whereupon the Kazi said to her, O strumpet, since ye two have made peace with each other, why comest thou to me complaining? Quoth she, He beat me after that. But quoth the Kazi, Make peace with each other, and beat her not again, and she will cross thee no more. So they made peace, and the Kazi said to Ma'aruf, Give the runners their fee. So he gave them their fee, and going back to his shop, opened it and sat down, as he were a drunken man for excess of the chagrin which befell him. Presently, while he was still sitting, behold, a man came up to him and said, O Ma'aruf, rise and hide thyself, for thy wife hath complained of thee to the high court, and Abu Tabak is after thee. So he shut his shop and fled towards the gate of victory. He had five noofs of silver left, of the price of the last singir, and therewith he bought four worth of bread and one of cheese, as he fled from her. Now it was the winter season, and the hour of mid-afternoon prayer. So when he came out among the rubbish mounds, the rain descended upon him, like water from the mouths of water-skins, and his clothes were drenched. 
he therefore entered the adelia where he saw a ruined place and therein a deserted cell without a door and in it he took refuge and found shelter from the rain the tears streamed from his eyelids and he fell to complaining of what had betided him and saying whither shall i flee from this horror i beseech thee o lord to vouchsafe me one who shall conduct me to a far country where she shall not know the way to me now while he sat weeping behold the wall clave and there came forth to him therefrom one of tall stature whose aspect caused his body pile to bristle and his flesh to creep and said to him o man what aileth thee that thou disturbest me this night these two hundred years have i dwelt here and have never seen any enter this place and do as thou dost tell me what thou wishest and i will accomplish thy need as ruth for thee hath got hold upon my heart quoth ma'aruf who and what art thou and quoth he i am the haunter of this place so ma'aruf told him all that had befallen him with his wife and he said wilt thou have me convey thee to a country where thy wife shall know no way to thee yes said ma'aruf and the other then mount my back so he mounted on his back and he flew with him from after supper-tide till daybreak when he set him down on the top of a high mountain and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of section one